Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 601- 953-8449 and get your free quote today. Let's play some football! Run right through the back of him. Run right through the middle and out the back. What's known in football terms as a slam dunk. Welcome in to a special edition of Daytime Fireworks. We will be talking with David Brandt this week, but on this edition, we are talking to Ryan Nanny, our good friend, college football editor at Messenger. Scribe for Home Field, Buried Treasure. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, please do. It is very, very good stuff. And uh, he is also doing a new podcast for home field and i should have looked it up but why would i ever prepare for anything in life it is we're not all like this correct that is correct yes boom nailed it you ryan nailed good it. morning one. good morning how are you doing well uh so we, you've been you're an og home field guy um i i guess as as a as a patron i guess i would mm-hmm. consider myself an og home field guy as i own quite a bit home field what's your count what's your rough count i don't need an exact number but like uh if i if we do this price is right style over under 40 uh it's under still okay i've slowed down Um, okay can either confirm nor deny that someone told me to slow down but um (laughs) it's 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 gonna get over 40 pretty soon though august 27th the Ole Miss line drops if you haven't heard about it already Promo code TOC23, 15% off. Make sure to put that promo code in before you hit the checkout button. But yeah, so you've been with them for a long time with uh, various outlets, podcasts, all that stuff. I, I wanted to bring you on to to let the people know more about it. I've, I've been doing the ad reads and, and telling them how great it is, how I just, the designs, the the innovation, the attention to detail, everything is is top notch. But what's what's been your relationship with them, and kind of tell the listeners a little bit about them? Um, I think the first way I came across Homefield was on Twitter when uh, Whitney, who works there now, but was my coworker at SB Nation at the time, had retweeted them in some way, and I forget what their Twitter handle was. 
but I briefly confused it with home goods. And I decided to be a rude person <laughs> online and let them know that I, I mistook their Twitter account for home goods, which, you know, we could have a whole separate conversation about, yeah, about that company. Um, and then I once that was the excuse for me to go check out what they were doing. And this, I mean, I don't even know how long this was. But when I first got into Homefield as a customer, I really liked that they had all the small schools and all the schools that were like that you wouldn't see that, that would be harder to find. Like mm. either you're not as likely to go there and swing by the campus bookstore, or when you look online, it's like, oh, it's the same gray Gildan shirt that has like the same generic, you know, you, you know, the kind of shirt that I'm talking yeah, yeah. about, but like they had this and I'm pretty sure they still have it. They had this gorgeous yellow North Dakota state shirt with like a okay. green bison on it. And I just like, I, I just thought it was really cool that there was a place that was doing, that was sort of uh, catering to all the weird little corners of college football. And at the time, they maybe had like, I don't know, call it like three power five schools. They, I think they had Indiana. I think they had Purdue. And I think they had Iowa State. And that was it. And like, look, no disrespect to those programs, but those are those are fairly niche interests in college football many years as well. Um, so I made, I placed an order and Connor, who's the CEO, I think was at the time might have just been running it by himself with his with his wife who co-founded the company with him, maybe one other person. And he saw that I had placed this order. So he put a limited edition one of one item in my order. Wow. He took he found uh, a screenshot of me as the Bloomin' Onion and put it on a gray t-shirt that my wife immediately took possession of. No and way. so so she is now the proud owner of a extremely rare piece of home field merch. And that's sort of like, and it's it's just sort of has snowballed from there. Like I've if, gotten to meet if, Connor. I've got yeah. Yeah. If home field ever gets into uh NFTs, like you, <laughs> you could do <laughs> that's how I'll retire. Blue onion <laughs> NFTs until Outback sues me. But you know what? That's fine. That's how we all knew it was gonna hey, happen. Hey, no rules just right. That's right. You can't sue once you say that Outback. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've, I, I've, I've gotten to meet Connor a couple of times. I haven't been to the new facility they have there, but I've been to his previous one, obviously working with him on a couple of projects. And it's just been very cool as a friend and a customer and a fan to see like this thing grow to the point where, yeah. and it's, it's so funny, Zach, because like, I know, I don't think I'm talking out of turn here. The biggest, it was an uphill battle for home field to get power five schools and more notable schools. Yeah. But the way it largely worked was once you could get like in the door with one, then you could use that to sort of like make the others like Texas would be like, you have LSU. Well, if you've got LSU, we want to be there. Mm. And, and then, you know, you could, it just sort of, it just sort of dominoes from there. Like, yeah. It was, it, I think they had to work really hard to sort of get their foot in the door of major big time P5 schools. But now it's like, 
I think they have pretty much everybody. I I always go through the list and I can't remember. Everybody. I know Old Miss was like was was on the limited list for a while. I don't think they have Stanford. But That's Stanford, one I've been waiting on. Stanford's tricky because like the and I I know this because I think my dad was at Stanford at the time. The old mascot was a Native American mascot that they were like, no, we don't want to do this anymore. And so, like, understandably, the school is not, like, going to embrace that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there have to be weird trees out there, right? Yeah, there's got to be. And and I, that's like, so, and before I forget, what's your count at? Over, under 40. It's got to be over. It's probably not because okay. in a similar situation to yours, I suspect, I was told I had to <laughs> uh, reduce the overall home field count in the house. <laughs> I had to find friends to give them to. I had to sort of like, I did keep, so I have like a, like a storage bin where I like vacuum sealed like 15 shirts where I'm like, I don't, these are not part of the regular rotation, but I'm not giving these up. Yeah. So they do come kids. in the they do come in the nice uh little bag now when yes, you get it. Yes, yes. Which keeps it protected. So, so now I now uh I have a small you know, I work in digital media. This is my children's inheritance will be the home field t-shirts. <laughs> Look, I, I told I told my wife, I said, you're lucky that they don't sell toddler or like right. youth sizes. Right. Right. Cause I, I, cause that's like, I got in trouble early on with, with my kids where I was buying them shoes all the time. Yeah, sure. Because it's like, it tricks you because toddler size shoes are not super expensive. Yes. But when you're but buying, that's because like, they only last for two months. Yeah. And you're, you know, Oh, it's, they're only 40 bucks. I'll buy three yeah. pair. And then it's like, yeah. Oh no. Yes. Um, yeah. So, Okay, so you mentioned, and I want, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you anyway, but getting into like the bigger marquee names. Yeah. Because I do think that this was the issue with, with Ole Miss for the longest time, not just the problematic vintage designs, but also just licensing and getting permission and things yeah. like that. Um, I mean, we, we saw yesterday Mississippi State's unveiling a, a throwback uniform for a game in November where the... I remember for years, like the walking bulldog logo was a Nike registered logo and the mm-hmm. school fought tooth and nail to get it. And now they have it. And then I think the interlocking MSU was also a Nike. I think that's right. Yeah. Logo because state was Nike back in the day in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are now, I, I, they, I guess own it or Nike's letting them use it. Mm-hmm. But um, was that, am I on, track there with with kind of what the issue was getting the ball rolling with a lot of the bigger schools was just the licensing so i think i think the first step and and again this is just from what i like hazily remember i think the first step was sort of like convincing the schools it was worth their time because look if you are oklahoma georgia usc whatever like we can go down the list like you already have an apparel deal like you probably have an apparel deal with one of the big manufacturers. It's pretty easy. You sort of like, you know how it works. You don't have to worry about it. And what Homefield is doing is a little different. It is a little bit more like we would like to look through your archives and figure out some like cool 
retro, uh, maybe unknown things to use. And it, it just takes more time to explain. And then the thing you're talking about is I think the second layer, like once you've said, okay, we want to work with you. My understanding is each school is sort of like design by design saying like, yes, yes, no, no, yes. Like, like I, I can't think of a good example offhand, but I know like sometimes people on Twitter will be like, oh, I would love if you could put this on a shirt. And it's not as simple as Homefield being like, oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. We should mm -hmm. totally do that. Like, they have to get the sign off to do that. I know, like, I probably shouldn't throw them under the bus here. Now nah, I won't do it. I know there's one, I know there's one school where when I talked to Homefield about like the particular lineup for that school, they were like, oh, yeah, they were just like super restrictive. And yeah. that happens from time to time. And, and that's, you know, I get that, whatever. But, um, but but yes, the I think the issues with a lot of schools come down to like, if we find cool stuff, if we find cool retro stuff, like what's the Washington one? What's the, I'm going to look it up here because I don't want to get it wrong. The little like sunshine boy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. The, um, oh, what is his name? I'm going to find him. I'm going to find him because this is important. And Day this man. is good audio. <laughs> The Sun Dodgers. That's Sun what they Dodgers. Were. And his and you know what? You're not Dayman isn't that far off because it's a little like terrifying Victorian boy in a bow tie who's whose name appears to be Sunny Boy. Oh. S-U-N-N-Y boy. Yeah. Which is basically the the child version of Dayman. Um yeah. like that's probably a conversation where you're like, you have to be like, no, people want Sunny Boy on a t-shirt. And we would like you to let us put this weird drawing of a child yeah on it. it's yeah i mean like that's the main hurdle for ole miss because it, it you talk about the people at home field and how great they've been throughout your relationship and and now that we're partnering with them they've been awesome but even before ole miss was going to be unveiled they were always very honest and upfront about it and they were like we want to do ole miss but mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're trying like we, we want it. So, um, cause I would, you know, every so often would kind of, you know, DM them or email them like, Hey, you know, you know, kind of like that you up text, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, Hey, mm -hmm. what, what's, what, what's the latest. And they're like, we're, we're trying. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting past, you know, and Ole Miss is not the only school that's had no. problematic. Florida, past. Florida wore Confederate flags on their helmet for at least a game, if not a whole, whole damn season. I think it was just one game, but still, yeah. yes. <laughs> So I do think like they've done such a great job of getting creative and making more products for schools where like, I mean, Washington, like they have one for like the old basketball pavilion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure that with Ole Miss, because I know there were so many people that were like, well, Ole Miss won the national championship in baseball. Like just yeah. make us a national championship shirt and like everyone will buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the tab pad is it's still on campus you know, Ole Miss and, and Chris Beard are are working diligently to get like a throwback game in the tad pad this year. Um, you know, make a cool design about the tad pad. Like it looks like a spaceship and there's mm -hmm. a chimney on it. Like mm -hmm. that's hilarious. But give um, us, give us the golfing shark. It, yeah. You know? That's yeah. You, you'd probably have to talk to Bunky about that one. <laughs> um, Cause uh, yeah, him and, uh, and coach Malloy were, were pretty, you know, 
integral to that logo. But yes, yeah, I mean, yes. a golfing shark. I mean, come on, that would sell. They, they, they would have sell out. so many. They have so many golfing mascots. This that's the other thing I like is that they find all the the that's the best mascot, of, right? Yes, yeah. The best mascot yeah. logo is a golfing. Yeah, that one's good. There's a really good Iowa rest Iowa Hawkeye in a wrestler singlet, which is just like. I mean, I guess that's kind of always sunny as well, but imagine a terrifying like eagle man in a wrestling outfit coming to coming to pin you. Uh they have a there's a good selection. I really like the um there's so obviously Tulane has the angry wave, which we all know and love, but yeah. Tulane also has the water skiing pelican. Which Ooh. is which is I think pretty delightful as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So so yeah. Anytime I am a big fan of anytime you can show mascot doing something other than like standard mascot uh, activity. Right. I think that's, that's <clears throat> yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, like isn't it? Um, like Oklahoma State has sure. like a has a pistol Pete logo for like the engineering school or like yes yes there's the one medical for, school yes there's one for everything there's one you can find uh pistol pete with the slide rule you can find pistol pete <laughs> holding up a fish instead of yeah uh his gun yeah there's there's probably 50 pistol peets and they're all beautiful and they show that he has a real depth of personality and interest as well yeah the the real I mean, the real upset here is that I have somehow found a way to not purchase any Oregon stuff. Interesting. Is that because of the recent uh, dictate laid down in your household? Yeah. (laughs) The Oregon collection is so good. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I mean, just like they've got the like 90 script Oregon ducks that looks good. Just the regular script tee. All the puddle stuff is great. Um and they've got now, like, here's, hoodies, here's, joggers. Here's my question for you, though. You are, you are. I think we are alike, and there are a lot of people like us who buy home field stuff, and it's not specific to. Obviously, for you, you're not. You haven't yet purchased a lot of Ole Miss stuff, but like I have some Florida stuff, but I have much mm. more other school. Like there are schools I won't buy, and like I'm pretty mad that. They designed a really cool looking Notre Dame tennis sweatshirt. I haven't bought it, but it's the first thing I've been like, oh, that that's like a piece of Notre Dame apparel I might wear. But like, I'm never going to buy a Georgia thing. I'm never going to buy a Florida State thing. These right. are just not, they're not things I'm going to wear. But I have a Minnesota thing. I have an Iowa thing. Um, I have Colorado State. I have UConn. I have Rutgers. I have Hawaii. Like I have all these the point is not to brag, but like I have all these random things, but I wear them out places. And I know some people say they get comments. I'm curious if you have people, like if you wear something out and people would be like, oh, did you go to, you know, yeah. Colorado 100%. School of Mines or something like that? Yeah, I wear a Yale uh, golf shirt a lot mm-hmm. and people fall into the trap. They're like, did you go to Yale? I'm like, fooled you <laughs> no, normally i'm like do i look like i went to yale uh-huh uh-huh but yeah i'm like yeah haha like that's my that's my joke like i trick people into thinking i'm an ivy leaguer but no i just like the logo because i mean a golfing bulldog incredible yeah like georgia yeah. has a golfing bulldog sure i would say looking at their collection 
because my wife is a South Carolina grad, I would also never own anything Georgia. Yeah. But looking at it, I would probably only get the golf shirt or the the women's uh, retro basketball with the lowercase g. Yeah. It's like the only two I like. The South Carolina set is quite good, too. I have a South Carolina shirt. I actually bought that from a guy who runs a Clemson blog, got a South Carolina shirt in his mystery box. And he was like, I can't have this. So I DM'd him and I was like, hey, I'll take it off your hands. Just tell me, tell me what to send you. And so now it's fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I have a ton of random stuff. I've tried to get creative. So we bought all the South Carolina stuff when it came out. Most of my stuff, if, unless it's just a random thing that I like, I've purchased schools of places we've lived. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm wearing a UTEP shirt today. I just love El Paso. Okay. I used to go there for work all the time. I loved it. I love the desert. Like, I I love the desert. Interesting. I would not have guessed that about you. Recently saw Oppenheimer. Maybe I'm just a lot like J. Robert Oppenheimer, (laughs) where he was just, like, in love with the desert. Um. (laughs) Suspected communist. (laughs) Yeah. This does not bode well for all of the the online people that are already mad about me for things, but... (laughs) Yeah, I um yeah, I mean the the food, I mean the weather is always I mean it's dry out there but like at night it gets really cold and I love that but mm-hmm. yeah, the the sumble awesome venue. Sure. Sure. Um but yeah, the miners I'm wearing the miners script like baseball tee which they don't have a baseball team anymore so that's truly vintage, truly mm-hmm. throwback. Um yeah, I've just tried to get either places we've lived so like New York, Chicago, Tennessee, um, or just something I think looks cool. Um, mm-hmm. which yeah, like you and I are similar. Um, Nick, my, my co-host on, on hit that line. Um, he's the same way. He just likes buying stuff that looks cool. Not everybody's like that. So it was hard to, to talk home field into partnering with us. Cause they're sure. like, well, it doesn't really make a lot of sense business wise. Cause we don't think everybody in the Ole Miss fan base is going to be like you. But now and that's true. And that's true. Like there are people who are like, why would I buy a bunch of college stuff? Yeah. So this is the thing. And this is going to be briefly meta, I think. And I think you will agree with this. I think once you start working in college football media, you stop being as possessive about like, this is my team and I'm not interested in things. Like you kind of have to, to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I, I, I have, because a, you meet people outside of your sort of like college circle yeah and you also like look this has been true of old miss and florida seasons if o- the only thing i cared about was florida football there would be years that i would just have to like take off and not do anything and so it's very helpful to sort of be like oh you know <laughs> yeah like wow illinois is competing for a division title with Brett Bielema. Cool. I'm going to pay. That's a thing I can pay attention to. It doesn't have to just be my thing. Right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like working in media, you had to quickly, at least I, I make a point to do it. I'm sure you do too, but it it can no longer be we or us. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's big. And and I try to, to do that as much as possible. Um, but yeah, and then also I think everybody in, in sports media is pretty laid back about it. I saw some guys at, at SEC media days that were just rocking 
a random school hat mm-hmm. and they're all sec and you know there's a guy walking around in a you know a, i don't know a citadel hat or mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. was rocking a. I did see some home field shirts i mean they weren't sec so <laughs> i think i think i think people that's like the thing i've always thought about home field it's so cool is that most people, if they're not super serious and take themselves too serious about their fandom, you just see a shirt that, man, that shirt's badass. Like, just right. buy it. Who right. cares? Right, right. Yes. yes. Like, what would what, you say the other day? You were wearing, like, a Hawaii hat and... And my Minnesota Golden Gophers hockey shirt. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. Looks truly insane. I that I, was joked, about, day, I joked about that was it on our podcast. That's drop off and, yeah. <laughs> I joked about it and I was like, people are probably wondering like, okay, which was undergrad, which was, which was a <laughs> master's program <laughs> or like, <laughs> which was medical school. Or, or I got school. kicked out of, I got kicked out of Minnesota and finished up in Hawaii. Yeah. It's a normal, normal, a normal trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I guess, I, I don't know how much they tell you about their future plans or anything. Are they, strictly going to stick with straight apparel or do you think that they might branch out into anything else at any point i know some things okay i'm not allowed to say the things not at liberty okay i don't i let me put it this way i don't think we are i don't think you should hold off on buying a frying pan because maybe just maybe <laughs> home field is going to release school branded frying pans. Like, I don't think that's the level we're talking about here, but like, you know, I think there has, the, there will continue to be sort of like the iterations and the expansion that you've seen thus far. Like hats were not a thing that they were doing until recently. Quarter zips were not a thing that they were doing. You mentioned kids stuff. They do have some kids stuff. It's not a ton. But yeah. like most schools, there's like one or two items that are for kids. Um, they've done stickers. They have the pennant club, obviously. Like, yeah, I think like uh, there's the jackets. I don't have one of the jackets. And it was tough because I was like. You don't have the Florida one? I don't have the Florida one. Mostly because my wife was like, you can't have the Florida jacket and the Eagles jacket. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm not getting rid of my Eagles jacket. <laughs> um so that was a tough that was a bitter pill to swallow yeah so so there will continue to be evolution but not necessarily like too far afield like you know the websites sell home field apparel so they're probably gonna i think they're gonna stay in that lane for the most part but there will probably be some like special things here and there you mentioned the frying pan i was thinking man they could do an smu tcu skillet yeah, for the skill, the iron skillet battle. Better sell it. Better sell it in the next year or two. Oh, is that? I guess. Well, that'll be discontinued. TCU announced today, this morning. TCU oh. said after I think that game is scheduled this year, twenty four and twenty five, and they said after that they're putting it on pause. Why? Which is some. I don't know. It's some real bullshit. That's so. I, we said this before we hit record about how stupid college football is mm-hmm. in the best in the best and worst ways. This is one of them. And we can kind of slowly pivot into talking college football here. Um, I I never understood why like A&M and Texas quit playing. That I do get. Why? That I get because I think like 
in that specific instance, somebody has to agree to be the road team first. And that's, I think, it's as simple as that. As like A and M and Texas are both like, well, we'll play, but we get to play at home first, and then it's therefore you'll never you'll you never resolve it. My kid is, uh, my oldest is. Well, I guess both of them watch it. Watch the new Puss in Boots, mm-hmm. and when Death is chasing him, and then you know he drops his sword, and Death is like, pick it up, and you know <laughs> Puss in Boots is scared. <laughs> it's like Texas and Texas and M are like. <laughs> You be the away team. Yeah, that's right. That's no, right. You do it. Yes. Yes. I, like I think that is the one example of the people. I still think that's dumb. Are so oh, it's dumb, but it's dumb in a way that's <laughs> fitting, is what I mean. Like it yes, it oh, makes sense yeah, yeah, that yeah. Texas and Texas AM would be too stubborn and proud to figure yeah. it out. And oh, only absolutely. through the machinations of both teams ending up in the SEC will this be solved for them. Because <laughs> then then they don't have to make the choice anymore. But yeah, all the like backyard brawl, perfect example. Um, Nebraska, Oklahoma. Like I know they played these games somewhat, but it's like, yeah, it is. It is dumb that we just sort of like pass on them. This podcast is brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over to see Cody Allen and the crew to take on the challenge of their wide, plush Zoiza fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They have two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up the short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranch.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at bluffcityadvisory.com. This article was from May of this year, talking about rivalries that should be renewed. Kansas and Missouri don't play anymore. No, Kansas and Mizzou, I don't think have played since oh, it, Mizzou it, it, left. It, it, it will renew in 2025. Yes. And there was yeah, some talk that they were going to play in a bowl game against each other. That didn't end up happening. They, um, yeah, obviously they had some battles, some, some big ones when Ralph Regan and, uh, or no, not Ralph Regan, uh, Mangino. Yes. And Gary Pinkle had it rolling yep. there. They're both like yep. top five teams. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. The, you mentioned the backyard brawl. Um, I don't know if this one is on a lot of people's bucket list, but Maryland, Virginia. Yeah, I'm they, okay with that though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they played from 57 to 2013. Sure. Um, North Carolina, South Carolina are back playing again. Um. You mentioned Nebraska and Oklahoma, Nebraska, Colorado. I mean, you know, the other thing that's at work for a lot of these schools, they don't want, they either, they're either thinking we're contending for the playoff and we're not looking like we would rather, we would rather schedule guaranteed win than keep rivalry game that might fuck that up for us. Or Kansas, Mizzou, it's like, those are two teams that at this point are both like, we have to get bowl eligible. Like, I don't think either one of them is thinking like, this is our 11 win year, but like, 
they know that with the schedules they have to play in conference, that like, yeah, one extra loss could be the difference between we went bowling and not. And these are not good reasons, but they are the reasons why like these decisions get made. And I'm sure for TCU, it's like, yeah, there's, I don't know. I, I I don't think any of these things are good, but I understand the, the like business decisions behind them, let's say. Sure. Yeah, because there are probably programs that, you know, two ships passing in the night at certain points where they're like, well, we don't want to play you because either A, it's going to hurt our strength of schedule or, you know, B, we're going to get killed. Yes, right. Um, Yeah, like Notre Dame, Michigan haven't played in almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame fucked that up, though, because I think, I think it was Notre Dame. Notre Dame shut Michigan out on what was supposed to be the last game. And then they rescheduled it again. And I was like, no, you sh- if you shut your opponent out in the last time you're supposed to meet, you should never play them again. You should make them sit in that for the rest of eternity. <laughs> Just end it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's always been like a point of contention with like Ole Miss fans where there was like a portion of the fan base for a long time because it got so volatile with Mississippi state. They're like, just win the egg bowl and just leave the trophy on the field. Which like <laughs> I understand what they're getting at, but like you take the trophy. Yeah. It's a stupid trophy and a stupid sport. Like whatever. It doesn't matter. But Just leaving the, the trophy, trophy is not going to be like, oh, okay. Well now all the feelings are good. Now everybody's no. gonna be calm. But everybody's it. gonna be pissed. They're like, how dare you leave the trophy? Yes. yes. Now the now the Olmus LSU trophy, I think everybody would be fine with that if they left it and then just somebody threw it in a dumpster because it's terrible. Um, <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I college football, like rivalry games are are like what makes it college football. Like I live I think, around yeah. people that are big NFL people mm-hmm. and I try to explain them, explain it to them. Like I, I'm just not big into NFL. Like I'll go to a Titans game. If someone offers me tickets, I'm not going to seek it out and I'll watch the Titans if I have time, but I'm just, I, you know, I just grew up on college football. I've, I've worked in college football for a long time. So that also helps. But yeah, I don't know. Like everybody does the whole like, well, the NFL product is so much better. Well, it's because it's all the best players. Mm-hmm. Right. And the NFL does a great job at, at running that machine. But I still love the stupidity and just utter chaos of college football. I think there's an assumption that if you just put the best, and I'm putting a little bit of an asterisk on that, teams together, that the games will be good. And I think what that leaves out is that, like, there have been plenty of times in college football history where we're like, yep, here's USC, Ohio State in a non-conference in the regular season. And the fact that they're USC and Ohio State does not mean the game will be good. You, We have seen versions yeah, yeah. of that game where it's just like, oh, USC got pasted. USC got absolutely demolished. Yeah. Like, they're... <sighs> So many parts of what college football is doing feel geared towards like, how do we make sure that the games are always good? And how do we get like the best games? And like part of part of why the NFL is able to do that is not just that it's the best players, but like there's an extraordinary amount of systemic effort into making sure that 
the teams are on equal footing. There's a salary cap. There's revenue sharing. There's, you know, the rosters are all the same size. You Like, college football is a place where you can have athletic departments. You know, like, Louisiana Monroe's athletic department is not going to bring in anything close to what LSU's athletic department brings yeah. in. That doesn't mean they can't play each other and schedule each other. That doesn't mean that, like, occasionally App State can't beat A&M. Like, right. But the NFL, like it works in the NFL because there is so much effort, including in scheduling, that goes into saying sort of like, how do we make this like competitively balanced? The networks want like competitively interesting games, but they're not building any of the other structure around it. To Like if you turned around and said, okay, to make sure that every team in the SEC is competitively balanced, we're doing full revenue shares, not just network money. Like right. all of the money is now shared. Now, if you are South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri, Mississippi State, Arkansas, now the game is a little different for you. Yeah. But we're never going to do that. So I don't know what happens no. next. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I think there are people like us that are just always going to be college football fans. Like I know the sure. portal and NIL has really, stunk it up for some people where you know oh like i used to read the media guide and i would learn the players and i would know who was in the two deep the three you know and then they're like no i don't care anymore because they might just leave they might leave before spring practice is over so there's no reason to figure out who's who and what jersey numbers are like that i understand that and now this also might be because I work in the industry. Like I cover the sport, but mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me. I'm still going to watch. I understand why it does bother people. And I believe yeah. the people who say this, that said, this is the same shit people said about free agency in the NFL, free agency in baseball. Like anytime you have suggested that, yeah, this is just a uniform and the people who wear it have uh, influence over where, where they go and what they do. It kind of like takes away from it for some people. But that said, like the fact that free agency came to the NFL did not make the Steelers a less popular or B less good. Like ultimately these are just, they're just different ways of doing it. And I think like, I, you know, thinking about like the PAC 12 this season, it's like, there are, uh, Penix and Bonex are both examples of guys who like those are transfer quarterbacks, but they're also guys who came back. Like they could have, they could have made the jump. Yeah. I don't know how high they would have got drafted, but they probably would have got <laughs> caught on with a team after the seasons they each had. And like, right. That there, there was, it wasn't a like, I'm coming back. And everybody's like, yeah, of course, where were you going to go? Uh, so yeah. like, I still think there are examples of like, oh yes, these are like, these, this is our team and this is who we're excited to root for. Well, you look at some of the bigger teams this year. Um, I mean, Alabama. They do have some high school guys they've signed, but mm-hmm. they went and got Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame. Yep. You already mentioned Penix and Washington, which I think the Huskies are going to be a handful this year. Mm-hmm. They yep. might win the Pac-12. I think the stat was something around like 55 to 60% of starting quarterbacks in college football are transfers. Yes. Now, but it's like... A, 
That's like, like the marquee position. So does those Joe guys... Milton? Well, like does Joe Milton count as a transfer for that purpose? Because that's true. Joe Milton's a transfer, but he left Michigan three years like, ago. I was gonna. I was gonna say it seems like eight years ago. It's it, like yes, he is a transfer, but like, I mean, shit. Troy Aikman didn't start at UCLA. He was an Oklahoma player. Like th- yeah. this. These are not. I get that they're that it's John Elway. Same sure. thing. Sure. Yes. Like the, these are things that have happened before. It's just the scale and maybe the quantity is a little different. But like, yeah, I don't know. I get I get that it's a little bit more mercenary than it has been. At the same or, time, excuse me, not John Elway, Scott Frost. What am I doing? Wrong Stanford guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of angry emails now. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, yeah, I do. I the, do. Yeah. I do understand the frustration. I do. Yes. Yeah. But I think both things can be true. You can be extremely frustrated about it and how dumb and crazy it's gotten, but also still enjoy it every Saturday. Yeah, that's that's my thing. I, yeah, I'm gonna be frustrated because there needs to be a cap on nil. There needs to be some regulations on the portal. Um. Now, will they ever get there? I don't know. Maybe. It's not going to change what I do every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a sicko. There are a lot of other sickos out there, but I do. I totally get when people are like, they're ruining the college football I grew up on. Like, I understand that. It's tough. Things change, you know? And like, I I think there, it's interesting because I think there are a lot of people who feel this way and it's just a matter of what they feel that way about whether it's the portal, whether it's an IL, whether it's realignment, whether it's the playoff. Like I, there are still people who don't like that. We have a playoff at all that are like, we should just go back to you play, you play the bowl games and you just sort of figure out like, okay, who are we voting? Who's our national champion at this point? Who, who, or who at the very least think that the playoff has made the whole thing hyper-focused on the national championship and takes away from like, like Utah won two Pac-12 titles in a row. That's awesome. The fact that they didn't get in the playoff doesn't take away from it. The fact that they went to the Rose Bowl twice and were pretty competitive against very talented Big Ten teams. Like, yeah. But because they're not in the playoff, there is like some element of the coverage of this sport that's like, well, who cares? Who gives a shit about the Utes? They lost to Florida week one. They were dead. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. It's a cranky Uh, time. It really is. And I was going to say, this is like the sixth time I've used this reference this week, which I don't know what that says about my week, but it's like Billy Bean, adapt or die. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's indicative of, of fans and teams, coaches, staffs, recruiting, everything. Like you, you, you can't change. It, It might suck. You might not like it. You might disagree, but you gotta adapt or it's just not gonna work. Um, all right. So last couple minutes here, we'll, we'll kind of quick fire, um, some sec, give us like some, you know, you don't have to do predictions, just like some hot takes on early impressions before the season starts on the East and West. Um, we already talked about Alabama and their quarterback mm-hmm. situation. They've got to figure that out. Um, Georgia's got to replace Stetson Bennett. Uh, Auburn's got to find a quarterback. Um, Tennessee, you mentioned Joe Milton. Can they be as good as they were better than last year? Um, right. what, what's your what's your kind of 
pulse on the SEC right now? I'm very tempted to say it's wide open in a way that it hasn't been in a long time. The problem with that in the East specifically is that Georgia's schedule does not oh set up God. for – it just doesn't. And, like, look, that's fine. I'm not here to say Georgia sucks because of it. But it is not a schedule that is going to tell us a lot about that offense no. for two months, maybe longer. Like, they're, they're just was... – they're going to – they're going to have the luxury of leaning on the defense and probably the running game. And we're not really going to know like what the post Stetson Bennett era means for Georgia until right. Maybe until the sec championship. I was talking to some Georgia people um, past couple weeks, their first ranked game might be Ole Miss in November. Yes. I think I, that's, that's probably right. And not that it would matter because I think Georgia's going to run the table again and yeah. have a really good chance at three-peating. But that's still an insane thing to say for an SEC school, that their schedule perfectly lines up like that. Yeah, and like the optimist view of it is Georgia gets a long time to figure out what that offense looks like and what they're doing mm-hmm. with it. The pessimist yeah. view is that like it's going to be largely untested. And that may – that they – they may be, I'm not going to say they will be, they may be one of those teams where everybody thinks we know like, oh, Georgia is dominant after nine weeks, but because, but it ends up being a fact, uh, uh, really affected by the level of talent they've played and, and it doesn't pan out the rest of the season. Um, in the rest of the East, is just like, I think my, the thing I'm most interested to see in the East is whether Tennessee is sustainable from mm-hmm. what they did last year. Like, yeah, I'm kind of bullish on them. I think they're still going to be good. Nah, I, I think Hinden, Hinden Hooker but, was really good last year. Yes. So it's very dependent on Joe Milton. Yes. But I, I don't know. And it pains me to say this. But I think it's not because of Josh Heupel. It's because of the school he coaches. But I think that he's a good coach. Mm-hmm. And I think they're kind of – it's a slow burn, but they're, they're they're starting to get back to feels like ninety eight territory. If I, I think, not national champions, but like yeah, they're, right. they're getting to where they're going to be in the top ten a lot. It it does feel like this is if last year was the important step of proving like yes, this program has made a jump forward. We have beat Alabama, we beat Florida, we we're not super competitive with Georgia, but, what, but like, you know, we were in the college play playoff conversation for a while until everything went wrong at South Carolina. Um, Now it's a matter of like, okay, was that an anomaly or can you win 10 games this year? I don't think anybody says, I don't think the expectation for Tennessee is like, you need to go win the East this year. But I think it is probably you need to win nine or 10 games. I don't think you can backslide to eight and four. Like that feels like it's like, oh, maybe that was just one good year. So, so I, I, yeah, not if you're wanting to keep that momentum. Yes. Yes. Um, They're probably the East team I'm most like curious about at this point. The West, I mean, if you tell me, the West feels like everybody has decided that LSU is the safe pick. Yeah, that's who I picked to win the West at Media Days. I picked Alabama second, Ole Miss third. Traditionally, 
leaning on LSU as the safe pick is a wild decision to make. Yeah. It's mostly, I mean, on, we say this all the time. Well, Alabama's got to replace so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. They always mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. They always do. Um, But quarterback, it, it's a quarterback league. It's a quarterback game. It's a quarterback sport. That is the position you have to have figured out. And they don't know. I mean, I think it's very telling when you go out the day after the spring game and get a quarterback. Yeah. Now, that's there's still plenty of time that they could still figure it out. And they could be perfectly fine, but you don't know. A lot of unknowns there. They got two new coordinators. Um, the Tommy Reese thing was wild to me. Mm-hmm. And Saban can say that he's impressive and he's great on the on the board all he wants i'm still very intrigued to see the how that works there's a um, lot of like a and had coordinator turnover arkansas had coordinator turnover um there's probably there's probably other changes i'm i'm missing here in the west but like yeah i, mean, I, I mean, the mississippi state you know, it's tragic but yes that whole situation that's, is wild. that's a bit of upheaval 100 percent. yeah so like I think this feels I I here's what I will say. I don't think we're going to have a season where whoever wins the west is viewed as like an indomitable titan of the sport. I think they'll be I think it will be a very good west year. I think it will be a very interesting kind of punchy kind of weird west year because like look, A&M has to be better than they were last year. They just have to yeah that's what i keep telling people i'm like i don't believe in them because they have never given me anything to believe to hold on to yes not like they they have it yes like they beat bama last year but then they fall on their face the rest of the way yeah yeah and and Um, i i think it's inevitable that him and bobby petrino are gonna like fist fight on the side (laughs) like he can't he can't let go of his ego like he's gonna screw up yeah, entirely possible. Um, Arkansas has a veteran quarterback who's a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. KJ is a ton of fun to watch. Court, both coordinators are gone there too. Yep, yep. That's interesting. Um, uh, Auburn will be something. I truly, uh, I, I think as much as Tennessee has like a clear, like this is what this year is supposed to be, I have no idea what this year is supposed to be for Auburn. I have no idea like what sort of the indicators or like the checkbox looks like. The entirety of the last tenure was such a mess, almost from the beginning. And because Hugh Freeze is Hugh Freeze, it's just sort of like, I don't even know. I can see I can see versions of this where Arkansas, uh, Arkansas Auburn wins eight games and that's a huge success and I can see versions of this where Arkansas uh, Auburn I don't know why I keep doing that Auburn wins eight games and it's a huge failure because of how they won or who they lost right. to like I mean just... this is this is a Hugh Freeze that he like his brand is Auburn goes out this year and steamrolls A and M upsets LSU. And, you know, scares Bama in the Iron Bowl. But then they also lose to Cal, almost mm-hmm. lose to Samford, get mm-hmm. blown out by Georgia, yeah. and get embarrassed by Ole Miss. Or, you know, yes. what? he's yes. going to beat somebody he's not supposed to. Right. 
and he's going to lose to somebody that he's not supposed to. Yes, right. That's right. the brand. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean. Another school has uh, got to figure out quarterback. I think if you, I think if you put Georgia over to the side here and just say, just yeah. put Georgia in the SEC championship game and don't yes. worry about it and don't get too worked up about it. I think if you just take them out and look at the rest of the league in its entirety, it's pretty interesting top to bottom. Like yeah, Vandy, it's, you know, Vandy's local for both of us. Vandy showed signs of improvement last year. Vandy has kind mm. of like gotten his shit together relative to their expectations. Can they keep a- doing that? AJ Swan's a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, Missouri, like Missouri is in the position now where it's like, okay, now you can recruit really well, apparently, but yeah, very, very crafty the, NIL thing. They got like Eli Drinkwitz. I couldn't tell you anything about his job security and, and it feels like his job security is almost completely disconnected from the product he puts on the field. I don't know. It's yeah. very weird. I think so yeah, fine. I think he is fine, but like, if you just look at it neutrally and say, what has Eli Drinkwitz accomplished at Missouri? It's not a great list. It's not like, oh, wow, this this has been like a home run hire. It's been fine at best. So, yeah, it, it, I, I think it will be a very interesting year for the league. And I have no comment on Florida whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a year where possibly the West just kind of eats itself. Sure. In terms of playoff aspirations. This is this is a year where you could see a West team jumping up to like number nine out of nowhere. And a month later, they're unranked. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. hundred percent. I you mean, know? look at what Ole Miss did last year. <laughs> what a what a way to close the show there. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, uh well, Ryan, again, appreciate the time. Um, again, college football editor over at Messenger. You can find his um newsletter buried treasure via home field apparel and then uh his podcast we're not all like this um or is it we, we're not all like this or we're not all like that this this okay um get that wherever you get your podcast and again don't forget promo code toc23 15 percent off if you don't want to wait for the drop and you're just itching to get it you Oregon do want to wait you know you want to wait i've <laughs> you've seen the drop right I've seen not, the drop. Not yet. You have? Oh, I've seen the drop. Yeah. I've seen the drop. I told okay. you I have secrets. It's Josh a worth was, it is a worthwhile drop. Joshua was slipping. I need I need to email him. <laughs> he told me as soon as he got it across his desk, he'd send it to me. He might not have it. I got this from Connor directly. Well then you need I went to, to the goddamn put me in source. touch with Connor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, how many items? Can you can you say that? I can't re- I can't divulge any of these things. I can okay. tell you literally nothing. We'll take this offline. Um, okay. So yeah, TOC 23 is the promo code. Uh, you do want to make sure you do that, whether you're buying Ole Miss stuff or you're buying a, uh, Drake bulldog shirt. Um, we appreciate Ryan. Thank you to the other sponsors that make the show possible. And of course, thank you to you, the listener, as, uh, we will continue on in our quest for September 2nd when Ole Miss takes on Mercer. So for Ryan over there, I'm Zach. This has been daytime fireworks. Talk to y'all next time.